Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Aoife Bell. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a pillow, a chair, blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold or drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Uh, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. I know it's been a, a little a couple of days and I didn't make a podcast. And for that, I apologize. It is still Hoodoo Heritage Month. We are still out here trying to piece our lives together. And we see all the things that's going on in the world wars and disrespect and all that. And we can have millions of posts and gossip about Jada Pickett, Will Smith, Chris Rock, the wars, terrorists, stealing, murders, all that. But sometimes, while you're going through that, you got to see the good in some things. You got to embrace the blessings. So I tell you, <laughs> and it all goes together for those that choose to accept it. So the other day, my brother calls me and we were talking and I had asked him, you know, what he's cooking for Thanksgiving. And I was laughing because I said, well, at this point, we looking like, you know, cooking spaghetti, <laughs> all right? Might add meat. <laughs> so I'm laughing and stuff. He's like, yeah, um, you know, food prices are high and things are just all high and, you know, you can't really do nothing. So as he was talking, I just heard in my head, maybe my ignorance was letting me know or maybe God was saying something. But I heard those words. How are you complaining? Then I had to sit back and as he was complaining and going through about the prices and Things that are all messed up and people and all that. And I said, hey, Robert, I can't complain. He said, what? I said, gas prices went up. I still was able to move around. Food went up. The food prices went up. I still can go in that refrigerator and that cabinet and cook me a hell of a good meal. Clothes prices went up. I got boots, shoes, sneakers, coats, jackets, jeans, shirts, pajamas, Draws, brawls, can't complain. Cable prices went up. I can turn on the TV and watch whatever show I need to see. I said, how can I complain when me and all those that are around me can still function? We're still maintaining. I can't complain. I can't. Ain't no way in hell should I, could I, or would I complain at the end of the day? So he stopped and he took a pause. And then I added, because you know how some people get, oh, you saying all this, you got to be better. I said, and guess what? I'm no better than no one else. And it's not that I can go in and fix something, but go in and fix the things that I want to eat. I can go to the store and bring back some groceries. I can sit in my home and turn on the heat or the AC, turn on the lights and watch whatever news or show I need to watch. I can turn on my Wi-Fi and get on the computer, on my laptop, 
I can call on my phone. I can play my video games or I can go to bed in a warm, comfortable setting. I can't complain. I can call those people or those people that call me, that love me, that point to me. And they themselves are prospering. But if you think it's bragging or you think I'm trying to be better than you, then fix what's ever broken in you to even come up with that solution or that thought. Because I'm letting you know today or tomorrow, at this moment, I can't complain. You know what my brother did? Oh, yeah, I got to go. And I laughed. I said, okay, bye. And I hung up. I laughed. Because while you're complaining and going through all of that, what you got now? You on the phone. So I know your phone working. You driving to work, so your car got gas in it. You stopped off to get you some breakfast, so you got a full belly. And you're going to the place of your employment. Why are you complaining? Yeah. So he ain't like that. He didn't, so he hung up. God bless his soul. So then, I got a call, and I didn't know the number. So I was like, okay, now, mind you, I'm seeing things, uh, posts, and hearing songs and everything, like the one I just played, y'all, Keep Rising to the Top. And at the moment, you, you're kind of clueless of what's going on around you. But the universe, your spirits, everybody, they sing your signs to let you know <laughs> you ain't where you used to be. Now, you may not where, be where you ought to be, but your show ain't where you used to be. And give thanks and praise for that one, right? So the number call, and I'm looking at it, but I was busy, and I was like, okay, and they left a message. And it was a voice and a person from my past. Now, mind you, I always loved this person. When I tell you this brother had me dying, because, one, you already knew who he was. If you saw him walking down the street and he can be surrounded by a million people, you could pick him out. Because he was the first boy I ever met. That legs was bow-legged, like straight outside from each other. And man, oh my God, I used to, uh, I still love him, right? And when we were in school, we went to uh, public school together. And as we got older, you know, always been respectful, always been, you know, I've never seen him act out of character. I've never seen him. I can't tell you what the world may have seen, but me personally, I've never seen him act out of character. Now, as we, I see him in passing or whatever, and I call his whole name out, like for real, his whole government, Christopher Haney, because that was his name. I never called him anything else. I would call him his whole name, whole name. I'd be like, oh, Nisi, that's Christopher Haney. Hey, Christopher Haney. <laughs> and he has smell, when I tell you he has a smell, it lights up the room. Real talk. Nothing sexual. I never went with him. It was never my boyfriend or anything like that. But he was just that brother that, for me, I can't speak for everybody else, but for me, when I saw him and he a smile, and it was like, he just light up a room to me. To me, he's just, you have some people that it's just something about them that just give you that, that, that boost in your back, that smile, that just something, right? And whenever I saw him, he'll light up a room for me. 
And I remember real talk, because I, I know he never knew this, but, um, and it, it's no mess. I'm just telling you how I've always seen him and how people would see me and see how I react to him. So he used to work at this restaurant in Rochdale, right? And I remember seeing him. And baby, when I tell you, I, he lit up my room, right? Now, mind you, I'm with my ex-husband. And I, I, even though I don't associate with my ex-husband, but I will give him this part. When I saw Chris, I was like, oh, my God, Christopher Haney, how you doing? You know I love you. For a woman to say that to a man, if they're not secure or they're not understanding who that woman is or who how their relationship is, it would have, you know, converted into something very negative. But he, he not only did Chris acknowledge me, he did. He acknowledged my ex-husband. He was like, bro, what's up, man? Yo, right? And that they talked. But I was just, I was so happy to see him. I don't care who I'm with, wherever I am. I just, I, I, he light, he lights me up. Right. And it's nothing. When I tell you, it's just nothing sexual. Right. And I remember when a, a, a friend of mine, Lakia, she once asked me, right. She was like, you always shouting out Christopher Haney. You should talk to him. And at that moment I looked at her and I was being so sincere. And I, I think that's why my ex-husband never went that route to say, oh, wow, you know, you want him. I respect our friendship and the light that he radiates to me that I would ever, I would never cross that line or that boundary of thinking that it would be sexual because if it ends bad, that would hurt me beyond. That would hurt me beyond because when I tell you, I, I just have so much love for him and it's not a love that consists of, oh, I want to screw him and I want to be with him. I want to be his girl. No, I value the friendship that is over 40 something years, over 40 something years. I value that. And I would never want to darken, hurt or dim that light that he radiates, that radiates in me. I, I, I couldn't. So when she looked at me, she was like, and I was like, I would never cross that. Some people come in your life to give you light, to let you know who you are and where you're going. They're there to help you or even to encourage you or inspire you not to sleep with you. And Chris is one of those people to me. He's always been. Even when my kids were, like everybody knows when I see him, Christopher Haney, and my daughters are all going to be like, oh, Lord, that's Christopher Haney. Like, we call it his whole name, his whole name. And I just light up, right? So, <clears throat> growing up, we never, we lost people as we were kids. But as we got older, we would see all each other from public school. We would see each other in passing, right? Or They'll come through or people live out of town. They'll come visit. And we, we've always seen each other on social media. We, we'll see each other. And when I tell you from public school, right? So <laughs> we'll see each other in passing and we'll talk to each other and we'll shout each other out, have some conversations and stuff. And, 
you know, update everybody with each, with our lives and things that's going on. And the cool part is we never had to put on airs. We didn't have to, because we all came from the same place. We didn't have to be like, yeah, I'm thousand or this. Nah, keep it real, player. Like, this is what we're doing because we remember where we came from. We are truly those Gen X kids, real talk, right? So one of our friends passed away, right? Rest in peace, Sean Valjean. And I, it shocked all of us. And even though, because Chris didn't know that, we were all going through our lives, right? And i never forget, that was the day I came up to New York. And while I was in route coming, you know, my, my kids and them was telling me, yo, Sean Brown Jr. died. And I was like, wow, no. I said, you fucking lying. I'm going to say that in every death, right? It's just the way I process death. Sometimes if it's somebody personal, I'm going to hang up. Real talk. Because I, I don't, I can't talk to nobody. I have to, I have to process, right? So I was on my way to New York. The funeral was the next day. Um, I never forget talking to Kim and Bridget and, you know, Nisi, all our childhood friends, you know, we was all saying we was going to meet up. Now, Maya, to that, I can't speak on their lives. I can speak on mine. Man, I was in a dark place. And not a dark place of so unliving myself and things like that. I was really trying to figure out where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. I divorced my husband. I was messing with a, a brother in Atlanta, and I knew it wasn't going nowhere. Um, he got caught cheating. Real talk, Big James. It's, it's something, you know. I, one thing I will give to, you know, my spirits and all of that, the truth always walks through the door. So, the side story, we was all working at the Love Shack, and he got fired. And um, I left, and... One instance was, and everything else was like the nail in the coffin, but the, the one instance was we was there at the Love Shack, and I left my bag and my phone in his car. So I'm like, back then, you know, you had to know certain numbers. Right now, you ask me somebody's number, I don't even fucking know. Back then, right? So he was, um, he was pulling off. So it was a girl that was next to me that was working at the um, store. And I was like, yo, can I see your phone one minute, for a minute? I need to call Big James and tell him I left my shit in his car. When I punched in, not the area code, but his number, it came up. Big Daddy. I called him. Right? Phone ringing. I ain't saying nothing to her. She's, she's looking at me like, you know, like, wow. I can't make shit up. He answers and be like, Yo, I just dropped her off. Yo, I'll be back later. She can't, you know, don't say shit. Told you I ain't with her. I said, yo, man, I left my bag and my phone in your car. Bring it back. Hung up. She's looking at me. I said, I never argue with the woman. Serves no purpose, ma. You don't know me. I don't know you. She was like, no, I know of you. I said, you don't know me. I don't know you. Real talk. I don't argue with the woman. Never. Not at all. It's not me. So he pulls in. No, no, let me explain. I grab my bag. I grab my phone. I said, you say less. Like, you don't need to say nothing at all. I went to work. You ain't going to fuck up my coin. I don't care who you are. I don't love nobody that much. 
This right here, I got kids. I got to pay my bills. I ain't worried about you, right? So got through the day. The girl, she kept on because I was her manager. So now she's looking at me like, you know, and I'm giving everybody work and everything. So she's telling everyone, right? Because I'm not bringing this shit to work. Like, why? She's telling everyone. It's a side story because Chris didn't know what I was going through. It was a, so she's telling everyone like, yeah, she caught me, you know, because he loves me and all of this. Then my boss came in, Big John. He was like, daddy, you need anything? I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. Right. Because I'm not going to bring my stuff there. And I guess they told him and he just shook his head. He's like, you want to go home? You good? I said, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. No one is fucking up my coin. In my head, I'm saying that. I was like, yeah, I'm good. Wow, what's the matter? I said, I'm not doing what's right. He was like, no, nah, no. Nah. He said, you're going to call me if you need me. And he left. Uh, but I knew everybody was watching the cameras in the office because they didn't know what to expect. But I held my head. He came and picked me up from work because he was in my ride to get to work and get back. He came and picked me up. I got home, turned my key. I was like, no, you don't need to get out. Like, go ahead, do what you got to do. I'm going home. Uh, that night when I got in the house, I was packing up. I quit my job. I did. I was packing up. I quit my job. Yeah, you know, I was, I was good with money and I was coming to New York. I was trying to figure out what it was I wanted to do. I didn't know. And it, a part of me forgot where I came from, the strength that was in me. And, you know, I, I was just, I was in a dark space. So we fast forward, we get to join Val Jean's funeral, right? Everybody's there, man. When I say I seen everybody, people I haven't seen in 20, damn near 30 years, I'm seeing people, Angel Silva. I was like, wow. The only one that wasn't there was Kip. It's Kip in prison. But everybody else, I saw her. Some, I'm like, wow, man, I didn't see. Some people I got to talk to, some people just, you know, nodded, shook our head and stuff. Um, and they were singing, preaching, doing all that. And then they said, we got someone to speak. And Chris Haney got up. We all looking like, okay, he's going to say some words. When I tell you, Chris took us back to elementary school and brung us to the very day where we were all standing there. And he ended, we had a music teacher in PS40 named Miss Christmas, black lady. We had a lot of black teachers back then, that kid. Sad because this generation would never understand that. Where our teachers lived in our neighborhoods, they knew what we were going through and all the homes and things we did. And they showed them back down. Like if your mama said something, they gonna stand two ten toes too. You know, um, they didn't judge us. They inspired us, they helped us. And then we had some white teachers. Shout out to Mr. Fox forever in a day. Mr. Klein, you know, Miss Fazalo, the art teacher. Man, when I tell you Chris took us back, to where when he finished and sung our songs that we sang in PS40 in public school, it wasn't a dry anywhere. And the crazy part is we looked at each other and said, yo, nobody filmed that. And Bridget and them said, because the best things in life and the best moments are the one that you remember and the one that's in your heart. And for this day until 
every time we all get together, yo, remember when Chris did that fucking speech, man? I, I, some people called him cousin. I called him Sean Valjean. But it was like, yo, at cousin's funeral. And we just had to relive that moment because we looked at each other and was like, yo, this nigga took us back. And whatever we were going through at that moment in our lives, we remembered. It put a spark, a light. And that was the day that whatever I felt when I saw Chris Haney, that day, everyone felt that same light, that same energy, that same, ah, we all felt that. We knew that, yo, this is Chris. This is Chris thing. Like, whatever the fuck we were going through, it was maybe his moment. We all have that part, that, that one shot, that moment to show the world, yo, who we are, why God created us, what we are here for. And that night, Chris Haney showed us who he was. So let me backtrack for those that don't understand. He made us remember the village, the community, the society, the area, the neighborhood, where we came from, who we grew up with, what we endured, what we overcame, what we succumbed to, and how we are not only survivors, but we're warriors. We built like that. And anywhere we go in the world, we were built for it. Physically, mentally, education, the whole nine, we were built for it. And Chris reminded us at that moment. I told y'all, every time I seen him, it was something in him that brought a light to me. It wasn't sexual. It wasn't, oh, that's my man, or I slept. No, it was the energy and the love, the raw love, the real love that he gives that makes us all better people. So that night, we walked away with, yo, y'all, we're going to keep in touch. Yo, shout each other out. Yo, shit. I moved to New York. I stayed up here for about two years that year. And when my homeboy said, hey, we're going to start a company. Hookah hookup. Let's go. I'm down here. Let's go. Knowing that we never started a company, we didn't know what to do, but it was the light that and that 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 inspiration that Chris poured in me that I could take out in the world and pour into others. He filled every single one of our cups up. And he didn't know the power and the love and the realness that he possessed that night to where. Yo, I think if Sean was alive, that nigga would have been like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we all knew. When you see him, you just feel it. Like, there's no, a dude can't get around Chris and want to be confrontational. They don't want to be, you know how men are alphas and all that. Yo, it's like, yo, that's my brother. Women get around him and be like, yo, I love this nigga. Like, I love him. I love his legs with his bow leg ass and everything. Because we appreciate him. We love everything about him. And we remember just how beautiful of a star he is. And we we loved it. We loved it. Man, Chris Haney, when I tell you this dude, to me, is amazing. I love him. I do. I love him. And it's a blessing when 
you can be around people that inspire, encourage, uplift, and move you forward. Without them really doing anything, just their presence when they walk in the room. So, mind you, that voice, that call yesterday meant everything to me. Meant everything. Y'all know I'm in this, this refer her soft girl vibe. I'm in this let's heal. Let's get ourselves together. Let's stand tall. And sometimes you get discouraged. Sometimes you, you know, you wonder, you ask yourself, am I doing the right thing? Sometimes you need your, your oil lamp filled with that positive, that inspiring oil. And once again, Chris didn't disappoint. Out of the blue, he could have called a million people. But he left me a message and I called him back and he answered. And we talked for a good little while. And I told him, I said, he, I said, yeah, I got a podcast. He said, oh, what you going to talk about? I said, you. <laughs> he said, for real? I was like, yeah. Amazing brother, man. When I tell you, I told him, I said, yo, you miss your calling. You should be either a life coach or a preacher. But you know what? To be honest, he's just who God told him to be. Just who he was created divinely. Whatever he chooses in his life, that's who he is. It's not the occupation. It's not the calling. It is what's in you. And Chris was born with a light and all enough to pour into everyone else. I just want him to know that we're always here to pour into him because we love him. And as time went on, I was at work. I used to work at this um, uh, Botanica. And Nisi, my friend Nisi came. She said, Chris um, is having a, a a dinner party. I said, what? And she said, yeah, Applebee's. Come on, we got to go. We all going. And when I tell you, I saw people that I didn't even think I would see. I saw Pam Houston, which threw me back. I, I see Doris. Bam. But... I saw people with me and Nisi and all of Day Day. I didn't see Day Day in years. Like, what? And Chris made it happen. Once again, this brother, I, 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 at this moment, just talking to my God sister and everybody, and just sharing like his experience with me uh, of how when he walks in the room, he just lights everyone up. She said, maybe his, she said, have you ever thought about his calling is not a preacher or a minister. Maybe it's just, that's his calling, him being Chris. And I said, you know what? You fucking right, because he's Chris. Christopher Haney, that's who he is. I said, and at the end of the day, he, his light is so bright in this world to us and to me that you have no other choice but for your light to shine. And mind you, he's not that brother to be like, yo, if your light's shining, he want to come and supersede or dim your light so he can shine. No. It's like, yo, he'd be like, oh, you need a light? Here. He lights from his flame and be like, here, shine on. Like, for real. I love him. I love him. And it was so beautiful to hear his voice. And it was so beautiful to have a conversation. It was just so beautiful to be like, yo, Chris Haney. But once again... I needed my oil lamp filled. And he still didn't know. And yet that day, the other day, he filled it. He filled it up to capacity. 
And what was so amazing, after I got off the phone with him, the next day, I had a chance to fill somebody else's. What? Like, yo, that's the, that's the shit that he does. And for all of y'all people that when y'all walk in a room and you radiate because it's in you, it ain't nothing you picked up a book, you meditated to get it, now you born with that. See, everybody want to be a tarot card reader. I want to be a seer. I want to be this. I'd rather for you to be authentic, be you. Because you will be amazed the gift that God has given you, that the creator, that whatever you want to name, gave you. And embrace that gift because it's yours. Chris don't turn over a card. Chris don't sit there and do suit sale work. Chris don't do nothing. You know what Chris do? He just walk in the room and smile and say hi. And from that alone radiates everyone. But when he do get a chance to speak, he lets you remember who you are, where you came from. And where you can go. Those are the people. That I love. Appreciate. And I'm grateful. To be in their lives. I'm grateful. To have them a part of the story. The tapestry. That we all. Are putting together. And Chris is one of those people. To know someone for. 40-something years, and then some, and still see them radiating and encouraging and inspiring people. Baby, that ain't a talent. That's a gift. That's a gift. That's a gift that only God can give. It's something when you can know that even when you're not in the room, Someone can say, because of you, I kept going. Because of you, I am where I am. Because of you, I keep moving forward. Chris, because of you, I am where I am. Because of you, I keep going. And even if you have dark days, because we're human, and we may have those days where sometimes we don't think we're doing what needs to be done, or maybe we can do more, or why are we here? Chris, baby, that heart of yours, and that spirit that walks with you of light and love, just know that you have helped so many people. And it isn't by action. It isn't by word. It's just you being there. And while we was at Applebee's, we was all laughing and cracking jokes and talking. So we took a picture. This was some years ago. I put it up the other day. A friend of mine that I also grew up with, Bobby Henderson, which he does movies and things like that. He... Said, oh, it started naming everybody in the picture. And I was like, look at this. You know, he said, my best friend, Chris, <laughs> I started laughing. I said, you right. We all going to call this goddamn whole name. I, I, I know he'd be like, goddamn, I 
can't run from nobody. Well, first of all, you can't hide from nobody anyway. Them goddamn bow legs going to get you away. So, but I love him. I love him. I love every ounce of him. I do. And I appreciate him each and every day. So y'all folks, when y'all are so high up in the sky where you want to be on the spiritual journey and you think you're so heavenly bound, you know, earthly good, or y'all folks that think, oh, I got to be a healer and I got to be, there's nothing wrong with looking at people and seeing their beauty. It's nothing wrong with saying, oh, but they're not spiritual because I get a lot of it. Oh, I don't get no message from them because they're not spiritual. Half of the people that was around Jesus was drug dealers, shit, pimps, prostitutes, all like, right? You won't think about it. If you would add what they do now, Doubting Thomas, uh, all of them, Peter, all of them. Peter, Peter was two-faced. Yeah, yeah, what? And they didn't deny him. Judas was a backstabber. So, but they all had good in them. You know how many people I know that don't know nothing about spirituality. But they can walk in a room and light up a room. They can look around you and say, hey.
Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Efa Bayo. Ah, uh, grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, pillow, a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold to drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Ah, uh, first of all, it is still Hoodoo Heritage Month. Shout out to our ancestors, those that have come the way, Miss Mamie and everybody else, from the healers to the conjures to the root workers to who do what you do so well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, there are people that their very presence can light up a room. There are people, if you met them or not, that exist in this world where just seeing their smile will encourage you to go out and conquer the world. It's nothing that they say, nothing that they do, just them just being there. I've met such a person, 40-something years and more. Still, when I see him, he light up a room. His smile inspires and fills everybody's lamps full of oil. He's been doing it for over 40 something years. Growing up in South Jamaica, Queens, we've seen a lot of things. Shit that no kid growing up should see. We should be able to play in the park, eat ice cream, play and you know, go home, do our homework and go home. Nah, we seen drug dealers, prostitutes, motherfuckers get jumped, beat up, killed. We seen all that. First hand. It wasn't nobody say, hey, you saw nah, we saw it. Some shit we saw as it was happening. And you know to run and get out the way. Somebody had a post when they said, Hey, Jada Pickett, right? Cause I ain't getting into all that. But it was like, oh, she was a crackhead, you know, a crack dealer. Who, who, who was the first customer? Who was the one that taught you? I wrote in the comments, if you from South Jamaica, Queens, everybody knew Muscles and Casbah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Everybody knew Muscles and Casbah. So that we going to leave right there. Anyway. <laughs> We did. We saw a lot of things. We did a lot of things. Some of us ain't here to tell the story, but majority of us, we got out of that survival mode and we learned how to live. So people don't know your history or don't know where you come from. It's easy to do bad. Oh, it's easy. Hardest part is making sure you stay good and stay on the course. Quiet people are not quiet because they're punks or suckers or they scared. They already know what war looks like. They already know how to <laughs> throw those hands. It ain't worth it now. Now it's time to relax. Let's find some solutions. I don't need to pop off. I want to enjoy. I want to go out. I want to eat a good meal. I want to be around some good company. I don't need to be sitting here arguing and fighting and stuff. Because, see, I got to get you before you get me. I don't know what your mental is. So, uh-uh. But it ain't about that no more. 
And in this world where you see thousands of things going wrong and everybody's all emotionally and all of that, and you see the breakups, all the negative. Man, you better focus on the positive. And you should be happy that you get a chance or a glimpse or even be around someone that all they do is just light up a room. They inspire you to inspire others. So growing up, there was this young brother, right? That from the day I saw him, and when I tell you it's nothing sexual, no boyfriend, none of that, just a brother that lived in the neighborhood. And from the day I saw him, besides his bow legs, because he was the first boy I ever seen with legs, besides my grandmother, he was the only kid that I seen that legs went outward. <laughs> I had two parentheses. I, I'm for real, I've never seen a kid like that. My grandmother, yeah, my grandmother Merle, you know, yeah, she walked. You know, my great-grandmother, let me put it like that. She walked like that. But I'd never seen a kid like that. So he was the first. And to me, that was intriguing. That was like, wow, right? And usually back then, if your kid's legs was like that, they'd break them and try to get them back fixed. Yeah, our medical shit back then was uh, really the game operation. Oop, nope, this is it. Oh, it's wrong. Leave it alone. Sew it up, right? So Chris' legs was like that. They were, they were like two parentheses. And, you know, I, I loved him. Because when you see him, he'll smile, and that goddamn smile will light up your whole fucking essence. His smile. And he'll just smile. And I, I would call him by his whole name. Christopher Haney. His whole name. I never called him just Chris. It made no sense to me. To me, he was Christopher Haney. That, to me, that was one name. What? If somebody would be like, what's his middle name? What's his, his name is Christopher Haney. That's <laughs> it. That's all. Right, my kids, my ex-husband, everybody. That's Christopher Haney. That, that's all you know, Christopher Haney, right? So, I tell you, growing up, right, Chris, you will see Chris. I've never seen Chris in all my years disrespect anyone. I've never seen him get out of character. I've never seen him do that, never. Every time I see him, he'll laugh and be like, Donna, Donna stepped on it. I'd just be laughing. Christopher Haney, and i smile. He, you know, oh, man, I, I, I just always had a love for Chris. Right? I always had a love for Chris Haney. And I remember one time I seen him over there on uh, 109 and 110. And I was standing there with Lakia. And, you know, she's looking at me. I'm looking at her. And when he pulls up, I'm like, Chris Haney. <laughs> and I was laughing. I said, that's Chris. That's Chris. I love you. And when he left, she asked me. She was like, why you ain't never date him? Maybe you should you know, date him. And I know Chris don't know this. But people that know me know this. I said, Chris is such a unique and amazing person to me. And I cherish our friendship that I would never dog it or, or want to mistreat it to where in a relationship. Because if it doesn't work out, that would hurt me beyond, beyond. I value the friendship more than I value anything else. And, you know, believe it or not, I crack jokes. I used to crack jokes and be like, you know, I used to say some things about him, right? Like, he bow-legged, you know, he do some Bobby Brown, right? And I would laugh. But those was jokes. I would never take that step to talk to him. And he's, he's a very handsome brother, very beautiful. Ah, oh, man. But I, I only saw 
the light and the love that he portrayed to us. I didn't see him in his sexual nature. I saw him as a beautiful, powerful brother that lit up a room. And in that light, lit my light. And no, he didn't do any spells, any magic, any of that. He just walked in the room and smiled. Something about that goddamn smile, boy. Chris Bahani can he can change the whole act. When I say don't match energies, walk in the room and change the atmosphere, Chris was born that way. Any room he going, he changes the atmosphere. For real. He's born that way. In 40-something years, he still do the same, still the same way. Changing the atmosphere. That's Chris. If changing the atmosphere was a person. Christopher Haney would be my person in if changing the atmosphere was a person. It'd be Christopher Haney to me. So while I was down in, in Atlanta, I was contemplating, you know, what I should do with my life. And I, I was in a, like kind of a dark place. And while I was traveling to New York, because I was moving, I was, I was transitioning. I was moving back up to New York. And I stayed up there for two years. Then I wound up leaving. But sometimes you have to go backwards to go forwards. So while I was traveling, coming up to New York, when my daughter called me and she was like, Ma, you know, Mr. Sean Valjean passed away. What? Wait, what? She said, yeah, the funeral is tomorrow. You will be up, you know. I was coming up that day and she was like, oh, the funeral will be there tomorrow. So I hit up, you know, my good girlfriends and stuff in New York. And it was like, yeah, we're going to be there. We're going to meet up. Now, mind you, it was Chris, it was uh, Bridget, uh, Kim, Nisi, like everybody. Everybody from public school was there. Now, we all grown. We done got married, divorced, kids. Our kids got kids. So coming up, we, we lost a few people as kids and... You know, people moved away. But this was so impactful on all of us because now we're big. And I remember seeing Sean, you know, last time I was up there. And I was standing there with my ex-husband and um, my daughter. And he was like, yo, they get big, Donna, don't they? And I was like, yeah. And we was just sitting there talking, me, him, and Roosevelt, you know, talking about how our kids would never see the things that we experienced and, you know, the things that we had to go through. And my daughter and his, um, his, his son was standing there, right? Or he said his nephew, I don't want to, you know, um, put a lie out. So, you know, I forget which one, if it was his son or his nephew, but I know we was all standing there talking and stuff and they were laughing. And the next time I'm coming up there, because we was over by 40 Park. And the next time I was coming up there was to hear that, yo, he was dead. So, you know, I hit everybody up. And when I tell you, I saw people that I ain't seen in 30 years. Some I spoke to, some was just a head nod. Like, damn, you know. Um, and as they were preaching and all that, we were remembering. But then they said we got someone to come up and say a few words. And it was Christopher Haney. Once again, the brother changes the atmosphere and that's his gift so when he got up and spoke chris took us back to public school and brought us back to the day that we was that day he filled every lamp that was in that fucking room in that church he filled every lamp whatever someone was going through whatever negative or whatever if we was feeling sorrow if we was feeling sean didn't have a funeral sean had a celebration 
of life. We remembered where we came from and what we were built, bred, born to do. Chris filled our lamps so we can go out in the world and fill everybody else's. When I tell you it wasn't a dry eye in there, but it wasn't a sense of sorrow. It wasn't a damn. No, it was, yo, showing us and everybody in there. We didn't allow our negative or our upbringing or our, our pain or suffering. We didn't allow that to dictate us. We took all of that shit because Chris gave us that energy, that light. And we took all of that and we, we put it in us. And we didn't take it to say, oh, we depressed. Oh. Nah, we took that energy and we fueled it our fire and we went out to do what we were born to do baby but that's chris that's who christopher haney is and i remember i used to always say whenever i see him or whatever like yo nigga you miss your calling you should be a preacher uh a life coach but i was talking to my good girlfriend yesterday and she said no he's just who he is he don't need to be that He's just who he is. And I said, you know what? You ain't fucking lying. Bless your mouth. Because from Chris filling my lamp up, from talking to him the other day, yesterday I got a chance to fill somebody else's lamp up because he filled up mine. Now, mind you, he didn't know. I was talking to him the other day because I get this phone call and I'm like, okay, but I was busy. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I never seen that number. Hopefully they'll leave a message. When I heard the message, man, yo, I had to call him right back. For real. I had to call him right back because it was Christopher Haney. For the past couple of days, it's not depression, but sometimes you get discouraged. Life lifes you, right? Sometimes it becomes overwhelming. It, it becomes a lot, you know? And when you take on other people's problems or issues, and you carry their bags. That's a lie. That's a lie. Mind you, Chris didn't know this. So I broke up with this guy and for the good. Trust me. When I tell you I love me more than I love anybody else, <laughs> I ain't lying. So, and this was months ago. So the other day was his birthday. I don't know why people think that, you know, you can, you have access to come back. So answered the phone because you know i didn't took the number out and everything i'm like yo who's this he's like yeah, ask me wait what so now it wasn't even a two-minute call oh i'm just calling to let you know i'm alive and you know like yo i'm just letting you i said okay you alive bye boop and that was it that, that was all i'm not saving the number okay moved in on and it's no hatred mind you it's no hatred it's no i wish you bad or anything but we've moved on. So you don't need to keep in contact, right? So I wasn't depressed about that. Trust me on that. But I'm just letting you know, like all the things that were around. Life lives, right? So then it was, you know, me just living. Just living. Real talk. Just living. Spiritual people go through things too. Trust me. We we uh oh, you could do a spell and fix everything. Oh, that's the case. Shit. Don't work that way. You still got to maintain yours. 
You got to always make sure your lamp is full. And Chris didn't know my, my lamp was getting a little, a little close to damn near empty. But to receive that call, and in my mind, I had to think like, yo, he could have called a million thousand people, but he called me. He left a message. Most people, you know, they call and get a message, uh, hang up. Now, mind you, before Chris called, that morning I was talking to my brother, right? And my family never asked, hey, do you have space or, you know, are you capable of taking, you know, he and my vent? They don't never ask that. They just call and tell you all the shit they going through. And you be like, damn, some shit be heavy. And you be like, damn, it's fucking up my whole day, right? But as the, the from that morning until I talked to my brother, it was just things that was just happening that, and prior to, I, w I was feeling a little, little discouraged. But that yesterday, the other day, it was, you know, like Sunday, right? It was just not, not good, you know? But that next day, from seeing memes like don't give up, uh, be encouraged and music was playing to where like back in the day and it was just slowly reviving me. But then my brother called me and he was like, yeah, you know, so I asked him, you know, try to cut the cord of him complaining. And I was like, yeah, so what you doing for Thanksgiving? So I'm making a joke because I had put a meme up about, you know, it's looking like spaghetti this Thanksgiving. So he was like, oh, yeah, you see the prices, you see the milk prices, you see, you know, the food prices, and you see this and that. And I was like, yeah, it is. This is expensive. You're right. And as I was talking to him, I was going through the memes that I had in my phone, you know, and you're ready to delete them. And one of the, the first meme that popped up was, I can't complain. Gas went up. God still blessed me. Food went up. My refrigerator is still full. So as my brother is sitting there complaining, I said, yo, real talk. He said, what? I said, I can't complain. He said, what? I said, I can't complain. I said, gas went up. I still can travel. I still can go where I want. Food went up. I can go in there and cook whatever I need to cook to my liking. Like, yo, I brought the things that I love. Rent went up. I, I'm in a crib. My rent is paid this month. Lights, I can turn them off and on. Wi-Fi, I'm online. Money, if I want to go somewhere, I can. So, I said, and if you look at this as a, if I'm bragging, I'm not. I said, but you know what? I can't complain. Because whatever went up, Ancestors, Arisha, Alofi, is making sure that I go up to it. So, I can't complain. Oh, what? I said, no, real talk. I said, and the people that are around me, they ain't complaining either. Because we all rise together. See, a rising tide lifts all boats. When you rise, we rise. We all rise together. So who am I to complain or bitch or moan? Because I'm still active. I'm still active. Why am I complaining? When you can go in the supermarket and put the shit that you love in the Shopping cart, the buggy, and you ain't got to look at the price. <laughs> you active. If you can go in your home and jump in a warm bed and have heat and a TV and some food in your refrigerator and your bills paid, you active. 
If you can call Uber or turn that key in your car and drive wherever you need to go, you active. Why are you complaining? If you got people that are around you that show you so much love, you active. What you complaining for? So I'm saying that to my brother. He got a little bit offended. He was like, okay, I'm at my job. I'll call you back. And I'm like, you in your car, because we talking, you in your car, you made it to work. What you complaining for? You stopped off and get breakfast. So you got some money. What you complaining for? You in your right mind, going to your place of employment. Just left your house. What are you complaining for? Oh, I'm, I'm going to go to work. Okay, love you. And I hung up. <laughs> like, yo, what, what am I complaining for? Spiritual people, if you are not struggling, you're living. See, we ain't in survival mode no more. We don't need to be. And those that starting out, take a, take a page from the elder's book. Take your time. Relax. Chill out. Because you ain't struggling. Faith is amazing. But just be you. Take your time. There's no race. I don't know what you're running for. But anyway. So after doing that, I got to cleaning and all that, right? And then I was working. So my phone rang. And like I said, I was working. I didn't see the number. So when I heard the voicemail, I was shocked. Now, mind you, everybody poured into me. I listen to people's problems and, you know, I do readings and things like that. And sometimes your, your lamp and your light can get a little dim. And you need encouragement. Right? And I always say, be careful of who pours into you. But those that pour, that mean you well, that give you strength and love and inspiration and encouragement, those are the ones you appreciate. Those are the ones you love. Those are the ones you stand for, you stand with, right? And as they keep it consistent, and when I say Christopher Haney been consistent for 40-something plus years, he's been that to me. So when he called me, I was I was so grateful. I was, yo, I was so happy. I was like, Christopher Haney. <laughs> now let me tell you, even my ex-husband, right? And I got to shout out to Ro for that one. Every time I saw Chris and I'm with my ex-husband, he knew it's nothing sexual, but even him, like, he'd be like, so Chris used to work at this restaurant in uh, Rochdale and me and my ex-husband, we would go there and get something to eat. And I remember seeing Christopher Haney and I was like, Christopher Haney. And I, you know, I light up. I light up every time I see him. Right. But Ro was the type where... If you know me, you know how much I admire Chris, right? So, Christopher Haney. Like, everybody that know me know I admire him. So, he was like, yo, what's up, Chris? And they was talking, you know, and I'm sitting there smiling. But Ro never came to me and be like, yo, I know you slept with Chris. Right? Because he already know that he's just inspiring. He's like this light. I could never explain it, but you'll see it in my face. You'll see it when I see him, you know. And he don't do anything. All he do is stand there and smile in them damn legs. That's it. And to me, he's just amazing. But that day at Sean's funeral, the world that was there, our world, our community, saw what I saw. They felt what I feel every time I see Chris. 
their lamps were refilled with the light and the love and encouragement and this inspiration that Chris give you. It is something, like I said, when someone walks in the room and they change the atmosphere. That's a gift. That's a gift and only that God can give. Most people can try and then when somebody or an ex-lover. So let me, let me break this down. Everybody always say, oh, I can change the atmosphere. I can do this. But if they see an ex-lover or somebody that dissed them, that atmosphere become musky. That atmosphere become tainted, toxic. Because now they sitting next to somebody, oh, I can't stand, I didn't know that bitch was here. Or even the dude, yo, that nigga here, right? Chris is not like that. Chris walks in the room, change the atmosphere, and everyone in there starts radiating from each other. That's Chris. I can't make this shit up. That's how Chris is. If he's seen an enemy or if he's seen someone that dissed him, you will never know. That is a gift from God to me. To me, that's how I see him. That's how I see him. He becomes like the plug and everybody starts putting their plug into him and we all start radiating each other. Where I put a plug, somebody put a plug in me, they put a plug in somebody else. It becomes this domino effect where we all start radiating. But he the one, he the outlet. He the one that changed, charged, and refueled everybody. But that day at Sean's funeral, I don't know if he was plugged into God himself, the universe, the ancestors, whoever. But from him standing there, everybody, it was like, and we all talk about that. It was like, yo, the first row lit up and it just became, yo, like a Christmas tree in fucking Rockefeller Center. When they say, y'all ready? One, two, three. And you light and the whole tree light up and everything around it. And people start changing and they start smiling. Everybody's getting affected. Chris was the Christmas. Matter of fact, Chris was the plug. Chris was the electricity that put all that shit together and we all start lighting up. That's Chris. And the world, the community, us got to see how I've been seeing Chris for over 40 something years. And it was beautiful. And not a video, not a camera, not a picture, nothing. Because we all needed that. Great moments are to be felt, are to be experienced. Some moments don't need to be captured. Because when you think back that day, yo, anybody we ever talk, like we sit down, like, yo, remember when Chris spoke at your Yo, that shit. Like, no one will say, oh, man, that was Connie. No, no they, you, you remember. And you remember the, the feeling, the emotion, everything that you get. And at that moment, you go, yo, that shit wasn't even a funeral, man. That was a celebration. Like, yo, it brought back mad memories. Remember Miss Christmas? Remember Miss Berry? Remember Miss Williams? Remember Miss Fazalo? Yo, you just start naming names. Real talk. And it was beautiful. And Chris don't know that. From him pointing to me the other day, I got to point to other people so they like. And mind you, I don't talk to Chris every day. It's years, right? Years. When I spoke to Roe, it had to be maybe about five, six years ago when we saw him. And um, that, that place is closed down. They done moved on. The whole nine. I always say Chris is magical without him even knowing that he's magical. Chris shows up in your life. Chris is uh, Nettie McPhee. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
When you want him, he ain't around. <clears throat> but when the universe and you know when you need him, he shows up, pours into you and keep going. And I told him the other day, I said, yo, man, you don't understand, man. You, you are so amazing to me. You are so beautiful to me. And he started laughing, like, yo, thank you. And I, right where he, right, I knew he was smiling because in my head, I saw that smile. That smile will be forever embedded in my heart. No matter where he goes, what he does, that smile will always be embedded. When I tell you this brother is an amazing brother to me, but that day, that night, we all got to see Chris Haney and the gift that God gave him. Because that night, he was plugged into God. And he lit everybody up in that room. Well, we walked away with, no matter what we going through, we got to remember where we came from. And that alone gives us power. And it, it really did. It helped me to help other people. And I was telling him as I was talking to him on the phone, I was like, yeah, I said, you know, I got a podcast. He said, for real? He said, so what you going to talk about? I said, you? He said, for real? I said, yeah, man. Like, yo, I believe in giving people their flowers. I, I shout out people in December for the first 25 days. Chris is, Chris is going to be one of them. Because the, not magical, not spiritual, you know, not in the sense that I'm in. People always, you know, they see people and they be like, oh, I can't learn anything from them. They're not spiritual. They're not in the ATRs. they not. The best lessons I got are from people that were just regular. Regular, everyday people. The best love. The best, just people. I don't look at, and, and I love that about me and other people that I am around. We don't look at people to see how many crowns you got or how many initiations. Look at you as who you are standing in front of us. We love you. Like, yo, and love don't mean, oh, she going to sleep with him. No, to me, love is an acronym. Love stands for lots of vital energy. And as long as I got it, I'm going to give it to you. But I'm happy that there's a person on this planet that I had the pleasure of knowing, not meeting, knowing. That when he walks in the room, he changed the whole atmosphere. He never allowed people to change him. He changes you. He is. He is the magic. See, magic is something that's felt, that's experienced, that is love. And when you experience raw love, authentic love, it ain't got nothing to do with your fucking sexual parts. Love is energy. And he has it. And everywhere he goes, Christopher Haney shows that. That's a gift. And I appreciate him. I love him. So my husband never, not once, said, oh, you slept with Chris or you did this to Chris. Not once. Because even my brother's like everybody. When you see him, it's Chris. It's Chris. Like, it's Christopher Haney. <laughs> I gotta laugh because he's so beautiful. And, you know... It's just amazing to be able to talk to people that you've known for years. And you don't have to put on airs. You don't have to change who you are and try to fit into a mold, which I don't do anyway. But I'm grateful that Chris can be Chris. I can be me. 
And Chris don't call me Ifabeo. He don't call me Journey. He be like Donna. So Donna. And I love it. I love it. And I wouldn't tell him, yo, Chris, call me Ifabeo. You got to recognize me and say Venetian. Yo, Chris, what's up? What you doing? I love you. I don't, titles don't give you anything majority of the times but a headache. And people don't respect titles. They respect you as a person. I can walk in a room full of prostitutes and pimps and drug addicts and all that and be Donna. I don't need to get high. I don't need to go and sell my ass. From knowing Chris, which is who he is, you can change the atmosphere. And when he walks in the room, he changes the atmosphere. He don't look down on nobody. Nobody. I don't care who you are. He don't look down on you. Most people, you know, I remember when I started on this spiritual journey and a brother needed some help. And I was like, yo, I'm going to take you to my godfather. He said, yo, he going to judge me. I said, man, we don't judge nobody. But it ain't something that, oh, you just started doing that. No, where I grew up at, South Jamaica, we didn't judge nobody. We talked about you. Yeah, we gossip about everybody. But we ain't judge you. Why? Because we all in the same neighborhood. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we all going through the same thing. What the fuck I'm going to judge you for? Because I live in the house, you live in the projects, nigga. We still live in South Jamaica. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? That's it. We still in the hood, player. <laughs> Don't mean that. It, it used to baffle me when people would be like, oh, but you live in a house. Nigga, I'm still in the hood. We still in Jamaica. I only live two blocks away from you. Nigga, I'm in the hood. We still, we go through the same thing. If somebody run down the street shooting, I can get shot just like you. What the fuck is wrong with you? The ice cream man come through your block as well as mine. We are all the same. I don't have no power to judge anyone. I could gossip about you all day, but I can't judge you. What? For what? We in the same area, playing. We go to the same school. Your brother, my brother hanging together. Your sister, me hanging together. We all in the same thing. So, shh. How can I judge you? Shut up. So, that I was built that way. So, I never judge anyone. But Chris, don't judge anybody. At all. At all. And when you say something... Or even if I've never seen Chris gossip about nobody. You know what I hear him say? Something positive about somebody. For real. I've never seen him gossip about nobody. You know what he'll say? This is Chris. Oh, you know, I saw such and such. Oh, for real? Yeah, they doing great, man. <laughs> for real. You don't hear him be like, yo, I saw that nigga. He flowed. He this. No, he be like, hey, I saw such. They doing great. Yo, they doing excellent. For real. And Yo, I love him for that. When I tell you, if changing the atmosphere was a person, Christopher Haney would be, would be it. And, you know, you take, you take a page from people's book. Now, I don't need to follow his journey or anything like that. But I do take that part from him. Change the atmosphere. Live your life. Just live your life. You don't need to be nobody extra. You need to be who God made you to be and embrace it and love it each and every day. And know that you're going to have fallbacks. You're going to have betrayals. You're going to have disappointments. You're going to have obstacles. They don't define you. They build you to make you stronger. And they prepare you for the life that you're going to live. I'm happy for everything I went through. I'm grateful. Real talk. The bad days, the good days. I'm grateful. 
And Chris reminded me of that the other day when we spoke. I am grateful because it got me to where I am today. I am. I appreciate every fucking thing. And I appreciate that every time I saw him, he lit up a room. I appreciate that every time he gave me that smile, I just fell in love with everything that God gave him. From the gift to the smile to the bow-ass legs, just to Chris. And he started laughing. He said, yeah, I can't hide. You sure can't? We could be in a crowd full of millions of people. I'd be like, that Chris ain't right there. Look at the legs. Look at the legs. <laughs> I love Chris. And when I tell you, we got to appreciate every person that comes in our life. Be a good, bad, or indifferent. Because they, they leave their mark. You learn something from them. Be a good, bad, or indifferent. I just appreciate and love the ones that I learned great lessons from. And I have. I've learned some lessons from Chris Haney just watching him grow up. We the same age. And I love him for it. For real. But like I said, you don't need to appreciate and love a person and think it's sexual. No. And believe it or not, Chris Haney can walk in a room and change the atmosphere. Chris Haney's smile can light up a room to me, right? To me. And the only person that comes close as Chris Haney is David Sosa to me. To me, when David Sosa just get on the, the line or when 